Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. What's going on? I'm Lucky Saruti, director of Kindness of Strangers, Freak, and Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. And you're listening to Sick on Cinema, baby. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your evil undertakers looking for love in all the wrong places, John. <laughs> I'm the half mad, and we're late again. Well, it's all right. It is what it is, dog. <laughs> we're terrible at this. At this, uh, I wouldn't say job. It's not a job. No, life sucks. <laughs> then yeah. you die, Matt. That's for sure. But we're doing our best to stay on uh, track and stay on schedule. Trying. Yeah. So. Uh, again, John here's uh, work schedule is finally back on uh, its normal basis. Yeah, it's just taking a few weeks to get it regulated to normal. <laughs> yeah, to get everything back the way it was before we switched. So, you know, it that, takes time, but we'll get there. That, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, and I think I can speak for ourselves, uh, we're also very bad at uh, doing things because we're procrastinators. Uh, that doesn't help. So. Lack of passion sometimes too. <laughs> that could happen, yeah. But that's that's what work will do to you. It'll beat your ass until you're just a, a pile of a hollow shell, but you once yeah, were just meat rubble, just meat rubble, just, just a pile of just ground beef, <laughs> beef, beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like it's not even ground beef. That's too good. That's too generous. He turns into spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The shittiest of meat. You know what I was having hankering for the other day that's really gross what the andy sausages they don't think they're dog shit i had a, I had a can of andy sausages how was it john I, about like i remember <laughs> salty salty and salty and mushy so, salty mushy and heart stopping <laughs> yeah that's for true but uh, they're horrible i hate them sometimes i get a hankering for pork rinds too i'm not a big fan of pork rinds either and i eat them i'm like yep pretty yeah good. pretty good but not great usually i'm that way with ramen but I'm like, sometimes I'm either like, eh, it's all right. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is the best shit ever. This is busted. This is bust. <laughs> shit bust. 
But I guess we probably should go ahead and get into listener questions. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so we can get this episode in the can. In the can. On the internet. Yeah. Out in the world. Yeah. Uh, one thing we should probably talk about real quick, though, is we went and seen Acacia Strain and Sanguis Sugabog. Yeah, we did. And that was awesome. It was awesome. Um, you can listen to an interview with the vocalist of Sanguis Sugabog by who, John? Brandon Terry. More yeah. Horror Podcast. Yes, um. It's a great interview, too. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to pretty much say Sanguis Sugabog, which I'm yep. pretty sure I'm still saying wrong, but closer <laughs> than I was. Yeah, you know what that is, John? What? That's awesome. <laughs> it's not good. It's better than it used to. It's better than it used to. <laughs> Let's get this rolling. All right. First up is our good buddy, McKinley. McKinley. Yeah. He says, hey, Uncle John, because he is my nephew. Yes. <laughs> Been hooked on the podcast, and it's helped me grind through a lot of games. Hey. My question is, what is the most overrated movie in old horror movies? Ooh. Now, what are we classifying as old horror movies? You're saying pre-60s, pre-80s? I'd say pre-70s, Pre-70s, so 60s and back. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I'm assuming. Again, I could be wrong, though. Um, I'll throw one out there that I think is going to uh, be a bit of a hot take. Okay. And I don't think the movie's bad at all. I actually think it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the original Wolfman. Yeah, uh, that's probably, I'd say, that's pretty much a go-to when yeah. it comes to, like... I just think, like, the other ones, like, you know, because... The other Universal Monsters like are solidified in their genres, one of the best of the genres. Yeah. Where there's much better werewolf movies. I will say, too, like, a uh, different monster in general, but the Creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, like, I like Creature from the Black Lagoon. That motherfucker sticks up like a sore thumb <laughs> when you think about the cre- the uh, monsters. Because mm-hmm. they're all in these, like, castles or, you know, in these, like, gothic environments. And it's like, oh, I'm in the swamp. He's also later, too, though. It's true, yeah. He's, like, from, like, the late 40s. Was it late forties? Yeah, it was fifties. It may be fifties. Where all the other ones are from the early thirties. Well, fair enough. You know, so it's it's a different time. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, probably probably Wolfman. Yeah, I mean Wolfman's a great movie. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's not my go-to of that era of film. No, I haven't seen it in years though. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to rewatch it. Yeah. It's still a good movie, like I said, though. But uh, thank you, McKinley, uh, for the question. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for listening to us bullshit while you play games. Yes. Playing games? You playing games? Playing games, motherfucker? (laughs) I ain't playing no games. I ain't playing no fucking games. I ain't playing no games. Some fucking games. I ain't (laughs) playing... We gotta stop. Next up is Michael Myers. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) Be dee 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 Evil dies tonight. <laughs> not <laughs> evil dies. Not evil dies. Except for there's going to be more sequels. I don't know if you saw that. Hello, guys. I was wondering if maybe sometime you'll put the mixtape somewhere to download. Hmm. Because the shipping here to Germany is probably way too high. But I still want now, to watch it. Now, hang on just a second. Yeah. You're from Germany, mm-hmm. and you're listening to the show. Yeah. That's fucking wild. It is wild. Thank you for listening. We're global, baby. We're global. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> uh, that'd be a question for you, sir. Digital download uh, of the... Uh... I, I was thinking about uploading it to Internet Archive, mm-hmm. but um, I was also thinking about potentially finding a place for people to watch it and not get took down because I mean it doesn't feature anything too crazy mm-hmm. but I imagine some sites probably wouldn't be okay with so much copyrighted material in it uh, hit up Shock and Shock too yeah because I'm pretty sure digital copies are available free. yeah free right yes yeah. so yeah digital copies uh, are free I think 
pretty sure. Just shoot him a message and he'll let you know. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Shock and schlock, banana box, either one of those. <laughs> we, we, when, we, when me and him talking, uh, the DMs. Oh, sliding them DMs. DMs. Uh, we don't talk a lot about the digital copies, actually, so. Yeah. yeah j- j- just hit him up. We're physical boys, so. Yeah. We worry more about the physical media. But again, uh, of course, um, I know that's not always possible for everybody. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, we don't expect yeah, of course. to buy it, but still want to see it. You know? Yeah, of course. We'll it's get it out tape. there. No worry. Yeah. That's the point of mixtapes. Absolutely. Uh, also, and now since Unearth's too extreme for mainstream is a thing again. Yeah. Which movie or movies would you like to see released in that line? Uh, when it comes to the too extreme for mainstream line, like... Anything not Dom Afaro, Christopher Christopher. <laughs> oh, my take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> fuck. Sorry. I mean, honestly, like, I like to be surprised by that line. Like, 29 Needles is something I've never even heard of. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. I can't say the same about everything else that's been released in that line, but... I'll tell you a movie that I don't think necessarily is great. Yeah. And probably is not technically too extreme for mainstream. But I think a lot of people would be stoked if it came out is Gateway Meat. Gateway Meat, yeah. Um, I know that... Was it Acid Brain did a release of that? Yeah. Yeah, which I have. It's not. Like, I can't say it's a great movie or anything. No, it's not. It's not like the world's greatest movie, of of course, as you said. But <laughs> murder set pieces. <laughs> if, you, if you can get it, then go. Yeah, of course. That ain't ever gonna happen, though. I mean, I guess that technically would be a movie that like transcended the mainstream a little bit mm-hmm. by being put up by Lionsgate, and then it got shelled because I guess it was too much for people. Thinking about like some guys on the on the underground level, though, like I think it'd be cool to see like one of Jonathan Doe's movies. Oh, yeah. Get picked up for the two extreme for mainstream. That'd be really sick, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> like, uh, you know, we've only seen a small bit of it, but mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, what is it, a uh, violation of a por- uh, porcelain doll? Uh, does it, is it a violation or desecration? Desecration of a porcelain doll. Okay. Um, looks like it'd probably fit pretty well in the two extreme for mainstream yeah. line. I, I, one, that one's going to be, uh, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Um, Maybe looking some forward James to it. Bell shit. James Bell shit would be pretty cool, yeah. Uh, nutsack in particular. Yeah. There's a lot of. Fucking. Not fucking in that one. She's gonna have a baby. She's a baby. I love that movie. Hell, even uh, Deviant. Deviant would be cool too, yeah. Um, but I guess it's also a short film too, though. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a hat done. I'm an idiot. Whatever. Uh, Deviant? Yeah, well, I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's a short film. Then I thought about, oh, Blood Quarter Crows Inside are all short films. Deviant's also not really that short, is it? Is it? It's like 60 something minutes, I think. That was a short film. Mm hmm been a minute since I watched it but I'm pretty sure it's pretty much full of feature length hmm yeah bro huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh thank you Michael Myers for the question we appreciate it yes we appreciate it next up is the man the myth the legend Chris from Severed Cinema what the fuck uh, uh and if you don't read Severed Cinema the way you do it it's the Bible yeah. of underground Shut bullshit. the podcast off. Go read the review of Profane Exhibit. Yes. Because that's the only place you'll find any information about Profane Exhibit right now. Yep. Uh, except for, like, on our socials. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if you ain't following Severed Cinema, you're doing yourself a disservice. And if there's still yeah. copies available, go grab the Gainesville Ripper. Oh, I just thought about something for the two extreme for mainstream real fast. White Gardenia. Ooh, that would be cool, yeah. A lot of his uh, stuff, because he, he makes a ton of shit. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, Gainesville Ripper put out by Dead uh, Dead Vision Productions, mm-hmm. uh, produced by Severed Cinema. Go grab a copy of that. Still available. I don't know if it is or not. I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, Severed Cinema fucking rules. Yeah, of course. 
What mainstream director do you think could pull off an underground extreme film if it wouldn't ruin their career? Hmm. Clive Barker. You think he's mainstream? I mean, I guess he is, yeah. Hellraiser. I mean, yeah. Hellraiser is pretty, pretty damn mainstream. He is pretty mainstream. I guess I just don't think about Clive Barker as a director that much, though, because he only he, did like a handful of movies. It's true. He's more of a writer. But he did direct his fair share of movies, and uh, what I've seen, I've liked. What about, uh, what about James Gunn? Yeah, he's tiptoed with stuff like Tromeo and Juliet and Super. Yeah. Even like James Wan. Yeah. Which I guess Saw could technically be, yeah. I guess. Write in if you think Saw is a extreme horror movie or not. The problem is, like, could they do it without <laughs> it ruining their career? Nowadays, I'm not so sure. I don't know. It'd be tough. Uh, it depends on the subject matter, right? I would definitely say that uh, Green Inferno probably ruined fucking Eli Ross' career. That's because the movie sucked. <laughs> was it because it was extreme? Well, <laughs> he also did a Jungle Cannibal movie that went to theaters. Yeah, and didn't do very well. No. What? I can't believe it. Can't, I can't believe it. Can't believe a movie about someone pooping their pants and telling 9-11 jokes. Jesus. Didn't do well. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's awful. <laughs> why, why would you do that? Uh, I didn't watch that movie. I decided that... Uh, Based on uh, when you when you and a couple friends went to go see it and uh, shout all over it, I was like, yeah, it's probably not for me. Because like you know, I brought up James Gunn because like you know like, he's mainstream, right? Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, or whatever the shit that's called. Did you do Suicide Squad? The second one, not the first oh. one. Um, but he's like dabbled in like underground stuff with like Super. Yeah. Which though being you know a comedy, it has some pretty brutal shit in it. Yeah. And then he wrote Tromeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. you know, which is my favorite trauma movie. It's so weird to think about like this stuff now, especially when you look at like what was coming out in like the eighties that was mainstream in like the seventies and eighties, because like all that shit was brutal. Yeah, for sure. It's like again, I'm very late to the party, but I watched Scarface not too long ago. Oh hell yeah, that movie's fucking nasty. Brian De Palmer. Ryan De Palma. I mean, people get hung out of helicopters. Bomb and... these nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, go ahead. It's got like hanging from helicopters in it. It's got a, uh, you know, chainsaw murder. Yeah. It's pretty fucking nasty. And um, to think like that would ruin people's careers nowadays is pretty wild. I don't know, cause like it's not the violence I think is the problem. The subject matter. Yeah. Like I think a lot of like sexual violence is where you're gonna get the hang up. Yeah. Anything including rape, I think, is going to be a big no-go. Probably. Um, again, you don't even have to go that far, though. No, you don't. I mean, it can just be super graphic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, like, rapey. I almost said Nicholas Wine and Refn, but then I was like, his movie's tiptoe and extreme. Yeah. You know, especially something like Neon Demon, which I almost pulled nothing because you haven't seen it. But you don't say, don't say anything. It, it tiptoes that line very well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bronson, he's just Tom Hardy butt-ass naked doing dumb, crazy-ass shit for an hour and a half. I, I love that movie. That movie's great. <laughs> I <laughs> I gotta, when I say it that way, it sounds bad. I but... love Bronson so much. <laughs> It's like even like drives fucking great. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Only God Forgives in a long time, but I remember liking it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris, for the question. As always, we appreciate yes. it. Next up is the real Rye One. Rye, Rye One. Rye One. Rye one. Mm. 
He just got home and he look at me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we've done this. <laughs> I love you, Pop. That song is the worst, right? It's fucking horrible. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> if there was a sick on cinema live show with whatever budget would be needed to do that, what would you? Where would you tour? And what would the show be like? Impromptu wrestling should definitely be involved. What a sick on cinema live show look like. I don't, I don't know. know. I really don't know. Yeah, right. Like. Um, a lot fuck. of awkward humor. A lot of us probably stuttering because we're gonna be in front of a bunch of people. Like, <laughs> bleh, 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 bleh. a lot of anti jokes. I think that's like our specialty, right? Yeah, we're terrible at telling jokes. Like, we'll tell a joke that isn't funny at all, and then the reaction is what's actually funny. <laughs> it's not the joke. <laughs> it's just laughing at each other's stupid humor. Yeah, so I'm like, that's that's a must. Definitely a lot of wrestling references. A lot of wrestling references. Uh, I don't know what we would do though. Like, what would we just do? Our show, like, choose a couple movies to talk about. Or would we just be talking about movies in general? I don't. I'd assume it'd be more like a subject matter kind of thing, right? Okay. The history of blah or yeah. whatever. Which I would probably be the one having to research all that. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Thanks, Sean. And then, uh, you know, at one point we'd we'd uh, we'd uh, start uh, debating. Yeah. And we get we get a bit of a heated disagreement. One of us gets hit with a stone cold stunner. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> you do that every night, at a, like at a, do that bit every night. You're gonna be fucked. <laughs> then you're like my ass, <laughs> my ass, and then the other person's back because they're gonna be fucked. Back bumping, busted up knees. We have to like request like soft mats. Yeah, mats for us to land stage. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have an interesting ring on stage. I would imagine a live a sick on cinema would be similar to like the live last part podcast experience yeah where it like kind of breaks down into like subject matters and like you know we i don't think we'd just be covering like three movies because that would get real old real quick yeah probably but if we talked about like a certain subject or theme or topic yeah that could work a lot better um we got invited to do a live show one time yeah it was at a bigfoot con there's not a lot of bigfoot movies that (laughs) really do we can get a night of the demon i guess and then i had to work yeah, and at that point we were also slowing down with mm. this. And it was like, I mean, how blue can we get to? Yeah. Because if we're going to talk about like Night of the Demon. Yeah. I mean, he rips the guy's cock off. Yeah, he got to... He tears it off at the roots, Matt. Or maybe the sick... <laughs> maybe... Goddamn! Maybe the show could have all could also be like a like live reaction to movies. Oh, could be like a live commentary. Yeah, like a live commentary of a movie. That'd be kind of cool too. Yeah. I feel like eventually, like during like the first little bit of a tour, we'd just be watching the movie. My God, damn! I'm tired of watching this movie. He's like, fuck this. I never want to watch this movie ever again. God, that would suck. <laughs> a traveling commentary tour that would be terrible. That would be tough. Couldn't imagine watching the same movie over and over again like that for like a month or so straight. Oh my god! It's like the people who like uh, do like YouTube videos on the movies and like go through the entire thing. They have to watch that shit multiple times. Mm-hmm. Fuck that! I barely watch our movies once. It, yeah, <laughs> I barely get this shit done as is. Sometimes it goes on one point five, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These movies too long sometimes. You gotta, you gotta speed them up a little you bit. Speed them up a little bit. See what's going on. <laughs> Fuck. You gotta get going. I got things to do. You got places to be. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Rye One, for the question. Let us know what you think a live sick on cinema should be. <laughs> Don't expect it though. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Dog, we can barely get a fanzine at the door. You think <laughs> we can rent out Central Cinema? 
Redhouse Central Cinema. Yeah, do it there. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> Who's gonna show up? I don't know. Who's gonna show up? Yeah. Who's gonna show up? Huh? Pull up. <laughs> Pull up. Pull up, motherfucker. <laughs> Pull up, motherfucker. I'll show you what it is when you catch his hand. I show what it do. You're gonna get mooshed. <laughs> get mooshed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Thank you Ralph <laughs> We're the worst We are terrible <laughs> Next up Is Hal Monastone Hal Monastone Hal says Hiya Hope things are alright yeah, they, uh, they could be better Hal Things could be better <laughs> Things could be better Jet Li or Jackie Chan And why Jackie Chan I'm a Jackie Chan guy Jackie 100 Chan. years of Jackie Chan man. <laughs> Matt yeah. name five things That ain't Jackie Chan uh, uh, Jackie Chan Damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackie Chan's movies fucking rule. Yeah, I never was a big Jet Li guy. Nothing against uh, Jet Li. I just don't think he had the charisma that Jackie did. No. And I think it's because Jackie came from like a real comedic background. Like a lot of Jackie's early stuff is like very comedic. Like yeah. Like mastered and things like that. But he can also do action extremely yeah, well. Yeah. His stunt too. work is second to none. Yeah. Like Police Story 1 in particular has some of the craziest stunts I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Makes me want to pop it on right now and watch it. Dude, Police Story <laughs> rules. If you haven't seen it, you can do some favor. <laughs> Jet Li just didn't have that charisma that Jackie did. He didn't have that yeah. presence on screen to me. That and with Jackie Chan too, like his um, his stunt work was just fucking insane. Yeah, and like it was like, oh yeah, we can do this a lot easier. No, I want to do this naturally. Now Jet Li, yeah, uh, de- did have a collaboration with DMX. What the fuck? Yeah, they did a movie together. What's this movie? I can't remember. I think it's one or something like that. What the I could be completely wrong about that. I'm pretty sure that's insane. Where Jackie did a movie with Chris Tucker. Rush hour. Come yeah. on now. Fair enough. Right? Jackie Chan all day. But like drunken but anyway, like drunken master. <laughs> like drunken master, police story, all those movies fuck, so Yeah. Not that I don't like Jet Li. I'm oh, also yeah. not super familiar with Jet Li stuff pre going to America either. Yeah. Which is probably better movies. I'd have to watch those to really yeah. get a feel for Jet Li as that, a performer. That and um I don't know. So, I guess it's, I guess it is the humor with the action. Mm-hmm. Jackie changes the whole package. From, yeah. For uh, for me. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Hal, uh, Hal also says, "What is the greatest metal band and why is it Celtic Frost?" I buddy, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death, but I I don't know much about Celtic Frost. I'm not yeah. ever really listened to them. I know they're like crossover, right? I th- they're like de- they're death metal I'm pretty sure yeah straight death metal I thought they were crossover I'm not sure I don't I've not really listened to Celtic Frost either to be honest yeah I'm probably I've, saying it wrong it's probably Celtic Frost probably like yeah I don't, I don't fucking know yeah I can't speak much onto him sorry <laughs> yeah well, we pre- uh, predominantly listen to like the Florida scene of uh, death, death metal, metal yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, like if I was thinking like subjectively, like not what my favorite metal band, I'm yeah. Talking, what is the greatest metal band? It's probably Death. Sabbath. I mean, Sabbath birthed the entire fucking genre. True, but I don't know. Like Death pioneered. Oh, the death metal. The sound, true, yeah. like heavy, heavy metal. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, death. Um, and they have what, like six albums that are all great? They're all perfect. Yeah. Like, there's not many bands on the level of death. No. 
Chuck Schuldner was, you know, that dude was amazing. He was a genius. Yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to this shit, he was a fucking genius, man. And we'll listen to Celtic Frost before we come back, uh, Hal. And we'll let yeah. you know if they are the greatest metal band of all time. Yeah, I, I need to listen to more of the, like, um, I guess it would be the Scandinavian-like scene of the time. Would that be right, Scandinavian? Sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure they're from that area. I'm not sure. See, clearly, I don't know who this band is because I was like, like, "I know who they are." I thought they were out of the, out of the West Coast. No, <laughs> who yeah, am they're, I thinking of? They're from like Europe. <laughs> who the fuck am I thinking of then? I don't fucking know. Actually, yeah, from California. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> the album recommendation this time is "Surrender" 1999 by the Chemical Brothers. Ooh, uh, the Chemical Brothers. I know one song by them, but a great a groovy album. Have a good time and crawl under the green boxes and double jump over the blue ones. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Hal, as always, for the great questions. Yeah, thank you. Next up is Just Doe. What's up? Sorry, I have uh, a little bit of indigestion <laughs> going on. Got a little bit, of, a little bit of gas. A little bit of gas. A little bit of gas. <laughs> What is your go-to coffee in the morning? Mine is Monster Energy because I don't drink coffee. I'm a I'm a child apparently. <laughs> uh, my go-to as of recently is the wide- blondest coffee you'll ever see in your life. Fuck you. <laughs> I I usually go with a uh, cup of wide awake coffee. Donut, donut shop blend with uh with creamers and sugars and shit. Plenty. Yes. Plenty. You, you ain't got a. You got that white girl latte going on. Look, I, you know I ain't afraid to fucking admit it. <laughs> that shit's good. So get a little bit of the coffee flavor in there. Fuck you. <laughs> Have you seen any of the short films by David Stojan? I don't think so. I don't think I have. Recommend us some. Yeah. I'm always looking forward to finding new uh, filmmakers and stuff. Oh, of course. I'm going to Aftershock Festival in a few weeks to see Slipknot, Rob Zombie, Evanescence, Code Orange, and many, many more. Slipknot and Bad Religion play around the same time and wanted to ask you who would you see close out the night? (laughs) Slipknot or Bad Religion? Oh, God. I can't believe it. The way I feel sometimes. Yeah, you can keep doing this. We're going to get like flagged <laughs> on every episode by, with uh, copyright music. John's going to get the song out of his system. I'm with American Jesus. For me, pro- pro- probably Slipknot. I mean, if I'm being honest, yeah, probably Slipknot. Yeah. I love Bad Religion. I think they're a fantastic yeah. band, but like, if you listen to Bad Religion's last couple albums. They're not holding up so good. <laughs> Honestly, I think Slipknot's last album was probably one of their best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, but the thing is, like, it's a tough choice for me because it's like, I don't know. Even though Slipknot technically now are legends of like oh, that yeah. metal scene, I see Bad Religion. That was weird. Like my my, my my microphone just cut out for half a second. What the fuck? I thought everything just shut down. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Bad Religion are almost like, like they seem more legendary to me, but maybe it's just because it's punk rock. Yeah, but. Yeah, the punk in me wants to say bad religion, but I mean, I'm a metalhead first. Yeah. So. 
I'd probably go with Slipknot. Yeah, that their Slipknot uh, live shows are insane. Yeah, though Bad Religion is fantastic. Yeah, of course. Uh, Justo also says your stone cold voices are hilarious I listen to your podcast while I'm at work and sometimes it'll be so quiet and you guys are just like what <laughs> and I'll just burst out in tears can you guys do an entire podcast doing that voice we sure can oh my god son let me tell what? you what what <laughs> If you if you all want that, uh, let us know. I don't think anybody else would want that. I don't no. know if I would want that. No. Did you Did you imagine? What's happening with your microphone? Dude, I don't know what's going on with this microphone. We're going to get new microphones. Oh, fuck. But, like, could you imagine a whole fucking episode, like... Just, what? 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 We're going to be the last, son. This movie ain't very good. What? This movie's a piece of shit, son. I want to stop a mud hole in this movie's ass and walk it dry. That's the bottom line. <laughs> it's just us doing Stone Cold voices as we uh, talk about the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> that little son bitch came in. What? Took Triple H's ass, pedigreed, stood right the fuck back upside one time. back up to his feet. No sold the shit out of it, son. Now, son, there you were. No selling the pedigree. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> what the hell is that about? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> you, know, you know, there's probably someone who listens to the show who's like, fuck, this Stone Cold impression. Like, man, do. I really wish people stopped bringing up the Stone Cold person because <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Fuck them. <laughs> I like this show, except for the fact. <laughs> if you hate the Stone Cold impression, write in and let us know. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Next up is Pedro 2112. 2112. It's Rush. Oh. <laughs> 2112. <laughs> And the men who... Oh, no, it's the wrong song. And the meek will inherit the earth. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's one of my favorite pants. Fucking rush. I hope I still have time to send a question. Plenty. You had plenty of time. Hello, you beautiful sickos. I'm really glad the next week are going to be about the legend... <clears throat> and I'm going to butcher this and I'm going to try my best. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Zedo. Man. Coffin Joe. <laughs> Nailed it. Just going to be honest with you. Coffin Joe. I've discovered you guys a few weeks ago. Spotify recommended me your podcast because of Jonathan Doe. Oh. And I can't, I can't stop listening to you guys. Your show is fucking awesome. Greetings from Brazil. Hell yeah. I'm going to try to... My microphone was fucking stop. Microphone. Yeah, plug it and plug it back in. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, oh. I'm gonna try this. Obrigado. What'd you just say? I think that's thank you in, in Portuguese. If my MMA <laughs> has taught me anything, you probably just call them something shitty. <laughs> no, no. At the end of every Brazilian fighter's promo ever, they're like obrigado. <laughs> yeah. So let me know if I'm right about that. If not, apologies, because I, you know, I'm an idiot. So about my questions, I want to hear what you guys think about these movies. Okay. And I want to ask, when are you going to come cover them on your show? If oh. you do, of course. I didn't listen to all the episodes yet, so I, if a film was covered, I'm sorry. No problems. No problem. X Drummer. This is one that we have talked about. Yes. We've not covered it, but we've talked about covering on the show. Yeah. I've actually not seen it yet, though. I haven't either. I've been saving to for when we do the show. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to kind of figure out where uh, to put it in. Yeah. Let us know like where it falls, like what kind of themes and stuff it has. Yeah. That way we can, you know, put it in an appropriate episode. Yeah. 
Same thing with the next one, Lilia Forever. Yeah, uh, Lilia Forever has uh, been on my list of stuff to watch for a long time. Yeah. But now this next one. Yeah. Angst. Oh, uh, we did that in, was it Killers? That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was with uh, House of Jackville, I think. Yeah. Angst is an absolute fucking masterpiece. Oh, like, yeah. I, I can still remember the first time I watched that movie because, like, Barrel put that DVD out many, many moons ago, right? Yeah. And it was like a limited, limited, limited run because basically they put that DVD out and folded. Fuck. Like, that was it. Like, Barrel DVD was gone, right? That Barrel Entertainment was sucks. done. They also did, like, The Last House on Dead End Street, Necromantic, really? Necromantic 2. What the fuck happened? Just didn't do well. Oh, but anyways, so I never had seen Angst, and like when it came to stuff from Barrel, the the most sought after shit was of course Necromantic, Necromantic Two. Yeah, and the VHS of Last House on Dead End Street. Um, yeah. So no one really talked about Angst that much, other than sometimes you'd see the DVD cover. It was him being like ah, on it. Yeah. So I got the Blu-ray from uh, Cold Epics, and I watched it, and like immediately came in here and was like. Man, I just saw a fucking masterpiece, dude. I think I watched it like not too long after that too, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, <laughs> that movie's so fucking good, dude." It's a masterpiece. Like, honestly, it's one of those like extreme titles that I could totally see Criterion eventually picking oh, up. Oh yeah, it's so fucking good, dude. Because like it's brilliantly shot, mm-hmm. written, and acted as well. Best like <laughs> fucking hey. Definitely going to get new mics after this episode. I think. God. Damn it. That's why it's a good thing the next episode we're doing is on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that's kind of the episodes are going to be for a while. For a while, just through Zoom. Be in a different room. I hope not. <laughs> Anyways. Um, if it comes out of that, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. This next one, though. Possession. Ooh. We have not covered Possession on the show as far as like a proper I review of it yet. I don't know if we even talked about doing Possession for the show, really. I don't think we have, which is like we probably should do that director. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I will say probably good luck finding everything he's made, though. Yeah. But, like, this is a movie I just watched for the first time last year. Yeah. And, yeah, it quickly, like, shot up the ranks as one of my favorite horror uh, movies ever. We watched it for uh, our October watches last year, and it was fucking incredible. And I now own the humongous fucking box of it as yeah. well. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. It's like velvet. It's so sick. You also have a shirt of it, too, now. Yeah, I fucking love Possession. That movie is so good. It's also on our list of movies to watch for Halloween this year. Yes. Um, Miss Violence. I don't know if I know that one. I think that's the other name for Miss 45. Oh, Miss 45? Yeah. If it is, then yes, we have we have done Miss 45. Uh, what episode was that? Uh, Revenge. One of the Revenge episodes. Yeah. Was I think it... we did it with Thriller and uh, something else. Okay. Yeah, we. I'm pretty sure Maybe that's... Savage Streets? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Miss 45, again, you're picking some bangers, because that's, Dude. again, maybe my favorite revenge film ever. You're, you, uh, like, I, I, I don't... Dude, you, you, man of taste. Yes. Very good. <laughs> um, Yeah, Miss 45 is, like, one of my favorite fucking movies. I can't believe we've never talked about doing an episode for Possession. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I mean, it's a hard movie to review, because it's, like... It's insane. It's weird as fuck, man. But I love it. I think it makes sense, but it also doesn't. So, yeah. I hope one day you guys cover these because they are fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you guys are going to make the Gaspar Noe episode. Ooh, we've actually we talked about this. Yes. Um, I don't think it's on the calendar. Just not, yet. not for this year, no. Not for this year, but it is 
in our see we have two things we have a little book yeah that's just a list of episodes and titles for the episodes and we actually have a physical calendar yeah. that has the episodes laid out which uh recently we've been trying to stay true to the calendar but we've also been pretty bad at it we've been allowing ourselves a little bit of wiggle room that yeah. way if something comes up or if we come up with an ideal that we like better than something else we can work it in I just not thought, be so rigid with it i saw about something that oh, i'm gonna talk to you about after the show yes uh there's definitely gonna be something that we're probably gonna have to remove from the schedule <laughs> oh god okay <laughs> i just thought about that for bad reasons or yeah god damn it okay <laughs> It just now hit me. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that off the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. For <laughs> timely reasons, I don't know. You know, we may want to do it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things play out. Pedro2112. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. Man of taste. And shout out all the way to Brazil. That's fucking sick. That's so fucking sick. It's crazy that people from, from around the world world are listening to our shit. Worldwide? Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, next up is another international listener. Only he's Canadian. Ugh. <laughs> it's not the north. <laughs> Spooky, by the way, was doing a asking me some questions on, on Instagram the other day. Yeah. And someone was like, how did you react when you found out you were Canadian? <laughs> Which I thought was a brilliant <laughs> question. <laughs> Fuck. Probably the same way I found out when I was from the South. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I think everyone's like that, right? <laughs> I know. No. No, there's plenty of people like, spit and chew, let's go. Let's go hunting. I fucking hate this state. It's hot almost all the fucking time, but the winters are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the people or are just, racist. People are horrifically racist. <laughs> horrifically homophobic. Not everybody. That's, that's completely unfair. Well, People are people. Let's they are that. people, People yeah. are horrifically racist, homophobic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It sucks. But anyways, um, this is the homie Spooky Cellular. <laughs> it took us for a while to get there. But hey, what's up, Spooky? What is your go-to McDonald's order? Hey. Personally, I'm partial to a BLT quarter pounder with cheese meal mm. and either a McChicken or six-piece McNugget. Uh, pretty uh, man taste. <laughs> I'm a I'm a simple man when it comes to the McDonald's. Yeah, I'm like give me them nugs. Mm. Give me them. <laughs> give me them fucking McDoubles. McDoubles. Yeah. <laughs> give me the heartburn. <laughs> give me heartburn. City Asia. Give me a couple. Dude, McDoubles. there ain't a single time I eat a McDouble that I feel good. Fuck no. <laughs> That's like a desperation meal. It's like I'm out in town. There ain't nothing else open. <laughs> Damn, let's go. I ain't gonna lie because of my job recently. I've had to stop at McDonald's multiple times. <laughs> and I think it's destroyed my fucking stomach lining. <laughs> so that's not good. But yeah, I'm usually a chicken nugget guy. Yeah, the chicken nuggets are fucking great. Yeah. I, I, I go with McDoubles and chicken nuggets, so we're pretty similar to that. They've, I feel like they've changed the chicken nugget recipe or something. Yeah. It's not as good as it used to be, oh. The fries, too. The fries suck now. They used to be the best fries. It's like they heard they had the best fries. Like, yeah, we got to change that. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me, let me fix that. Let me ruin this. However, did you see that uh, supposedly, from what I hear, they're bringing back the Halloween pails? Yeah, I think you sent this to me. Amanda sent it to us. Yeah. Which is funny because I have those tattooed on me. Yeah, you do. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> but like, like, got it done around the same time that was like... A lot of people have been coming into work and they'll see them they're like, oh, you, are you going to go buy them? I'm like, I feel like I'm obligated to, right? Yeah, you have I mean, to. They're no. physically on me. Yeah, you'd be like, let me get one of each of those. Yeah. Just get them all at once and put them on the shelf. Can I just buy the bucket? 
<laughs> I just buy the bucket something anything like, in them. When I was getting this tattoo, I kind of looked into like the finding some old pillows yeah. on eBay. They're they're pretty expensive actually. Oh really? Yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird with like what collectors markets will do. Uh, Spooky all says, "What are your favorite alcoholic beverages?" I'm not much of a drinker. <laughs> I'm personal to gin and soda, bourbon, and Japanese whiskey. Finally, why are we here? Hey, hey, yo, hang on a second. <laughs> you can't just drop these as like, you know, pretty normal questions and then just go existential on us like that. <laughs> That's fucked up, Spooky. Um, I'm a beer man. You are. Uh, I'm a I'm a pussy. I drink seltzer. <laughs> Boozy, <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I'm also not against drinking a beer every so often though. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite, my favorite, like there's a local brewing company and the name is terrible, but the beers are good. Yeehaw, yeehaw, yeah, yeah, yeehaw IPAs mm. are very good. Longuanitas IPAs are very good as well. I also like Voodoo Ranger IPAs are very good. Yeah, I had this one. At this bar, but I was already drunk when I drank it. That's awesome. Something Dragon. Something Dragon? Yeah. It was like another local brewing company, but it like I was just like, give me anything that's IPA. Give me can IPA. Can IPA. I'm one of those guys who are like, I really like IPAs, and then people make memes. They're like, it just tastes like shit, and you just pretend you like it. I actually do like it. <laughs> I don't think IPA tastes like shit. To me, like for some reason, to me, it tastes like you took a bunch of bread. Bread? Bread? Bread. Put alcohol in... A uh, like into a into a tin until it sit there. That's what it tastes like to me, and I don't like it. My favorite, like just like regular old beer, beer is probably uh, Yingling. Yeah, I like Yingling. Also, there's another local brewing company, Smoky yeah. Mountain Brewery, uh, that makes this one called Helis. Uh, Helis, like when it comes to like just beers, is probably the one I'm like, yeah, I can drink that. So, and why are we here? Like the late, great Ronnie James Dio would say, It's always a mystery. Uh, we're here because uh, if there's a God, he wants us to suffer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Someone will get that. <laughs> yeah. Someone out there is going to be like, I know that band. <laughs> <laughs> Surely a lot of people will, right? Surely. I mean, they're pretty big. Uh, next up is the home. Oh, by the way, thank you, Spooky. For the thank questions. you, Spooky. The People's Mikey. Yes. Which we need to hit up Spooky. I'd like to get him on the show again soon. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I got an idea for it. We need to talk to him off air. <laughs> that's not pornographic this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The People's Mikey. Howdy, my dudes. What's up? If you made a movie that's gory and or disturbing, what's a good way to promote it? For sure you don't want to go overhype it, and you don't want to come off as a, some cringe edgelord, i.e. James Dobson Jones of Charlotte's oh Net, just calling him out, dude. <laughs> Bro, hang on. Boom, 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 shots fired. Shots fired. He just threw his entire family under the bus. <laughs> People's Mikey shooting from the hip, and I love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. Here's hoping the work week doesn't grind you down too bad. It's too late. <laughs> Buddy, I had to literally stand for over nine hours and work by myself for nine hours pretty much yesterday. Fuck. I had, a, I had a new person with me, and I was having to, like, have them do, like, computer training stuff. Yeah. So, like, there was nobody to help me run that store for nine hours. Oh, and I was there for over nine hours. It was it was a nightmare. Friday night about killed me. Thank work, you. So. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. How to hop a movie without overdoing it. Um. Or coming off shitty. I, I, the, the later option there is definitely not the way of doing it. No. 
I mean, you're definitely going to get noticed, but you're going to get noticed for all the wrong reasons, in my personal opinion, and I think yours as well. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, when it comes to, like, overhyping your movie, like, I feel like that's just kind of the way of things now. It's tough, because, like, people get excited about things, right? Yeah. I think one of the ways, the best ways to do it is actually the way Jonathan Doe went about everything. Yeah. You know, where he kind of built his, like, fan base first. Right. You know, and kind of grew a following in the underground through his YouTube channel and then branched out into making movies. So right. he already had this built-in audience that were already interested in seeing his stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's brilliant, actually. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know why more people don't do that. <laughs> I don't know if that was completely intentional. No, I don't think like he was like starting this YouTube channel solely. Yeah, to get that off the air. But I think that Not was a great, on the air. great way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because like you know, for us instance, like we were already fans of him. So like when he was doing Barf Buddy, we were automatically like, yeah, we want to yeah, see that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. You know, and that's the way with anybody. Like when you see a, uh, someone you're into making something, you want to yeah. check it out. You know? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a pretty damn good way of doing it. Um. But if you're, you know, if you want to go other ways, like honestly, creating a like social media page with mm-hmm. it and just just posting about it all the time, just trying to get people to notice it, and once they do notice it, you know, just make cool, interesting vignettes for it too. Yeah, like everybody was going to be excited, of course, for the August Underground announcement. Oh, yeah. Like, they didn't have to do anything for it, right? They could just put up a picture. It said August Underground. Everybody would be like, wow. But I think that video really, really built the hop for it. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's watching it like, okay, okay, where's this going? And then the hammer comes out and then you're like... Yeah. That's the way to do it, too. Dude, I, mean, I remember when that we fucking saw that. We jumped up. We're like, what? Much. You were like, whoa, fuck. It was like watching an MMA fight or something like that. Someone got knocked out. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> Then it did sit in that I did pay 200 something dollars for something that I'm going to be able to get for way cheaper. So and I'm going to get it. It is what it is. Because Fred Vogel could have all my money. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's the way I would go about it, though. Yeah. I think it's a very uh, smart way of doing it. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe there'll be a sitcom cinema movie one day. I mean, technically there already is, sort of. There is short films <laughs> out there, for sure. No, no, it's about the mixtape. Oh, yeah, good point. Think about that. <laughs> technically. Uh, yeah, you know, there's ideas for short films and yeah. stuff like that that maybe, maybe we'll see the light of day one day. Maybe one day. One of these days. One of these, these days. days. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Thank you, people's Mikey, for the question. <laughs> and shooting from the hip like that, that was great. That was great. That, that, that popped me. Next up is Mike Brushaber. Mike Brushaber. What scene from a movie stuck with you the longest? Ooh. Honestly, like, the ending, I'm not going to spoil it if, if you, in case you haven't seen it. Spoiler. The ending of Kids stuck with me. Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that one. That's a good one. That's a really haunting. Yeah. The ending of Martyrs hangs with you for a while, yeah. too. Kind of leaves you sitting there thinking. i tell you one, and it's Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. But it's not the scenes I think a lot of people think about when they think about Cannibal Holocaust. So you think about, you know, of course, the famous chick on the, yeah. on the spike. It's the scene where they're at the riverbank and the guy's brushing his teeth. Yeah. And Alan's like talking into the microphone. And the guy looks at the camera and he's like, you know, points like, film that. And the camera pans over and there's just this person like decomposing while still alive. Yeah. Like they're like diseased and they're just sitting in the riverbank like. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that being like, holy shit. Yeah. Like this movie is different. <laughs> you know, like yeah, this, this is something. Com- different. Yeah, this movie is something completely different. Of course, the ending of Cannibal Holocaust is. <sighs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I remember that scene in particular because like that's one I don't feel like a lot of people talk about. Like, I feel like a lot of people talk about like of course like the forced abortion scene and the spike yeah. scene and the kills and the ending and the animal stuff. Nobody really talks about the riverbank scene that much. Not to me, that's like one of the craziest fucking scenes in the movie. Oh yeah, because it shows how like little they care about human life. Like, he's just brushing his teeth. Yeah, while this person is fucking just dying. dying. It's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one in my head, but uh, it, I think it is now floated off into the. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Fuck. Um, the possession. Uh, oh, the ending of possession. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the one scene in particular is uh, There's hot. one scene in, in particular in possession that once you see it. You ain't never gonna forget it. Yeah, and uh, you you can either go away with it with two two feelings, and I'm sure there's probably more feelings, but I want to think about those. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, still the monster fuckers or whatever out there. Japan would love that scene. That's for true. <laughs> but it's either man, I'm glad I saw that because that's insane, or man, I wish I never saw that. <laughs> uh, a little more darker the hallway scene than irreversible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little more fucked up. And honestly, the fire hydrant scene, too. Dude, that scene is fucking brutal. The ending of Inside mm. as well. Like, the whole French Extreme, like, movement had, like, so many moments where it's just, like, you just kind of sit there and there's the... Because like, those movies never fucking ended happy. No. <laughs> they always had the worst endings possible. They love punching the balls. Yeah, so you just kind of sit there as the credits roll, being like, hmm... That's great. Well, well, I feel terrible now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's tons of movies that have that, like, gut punch, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Man. That's um, a few. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Brush Aber, for the question, as always. You you rule. Everybody rules. Yeah. Also, I didn't do the thing. What thing? About how you can also join these people. We'll do it. I will once we finish Okay. It. We got one more to go. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do that. Anyways. <laughs> Next up is Thomas Jefferson, 1123. It's good to see you back from the grand mausoleum, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> One of the founding fathers. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, you spooky fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all I can imagine is Thomas, like, like Thomas Jefferson, like, for the... Like, <laughs> Founding Father Thomas Jefferson be like, "Some you spooky fucks." <laughs> Hope you're doing well. I've recently been getting into researching practical effects versus CGI. <laughs> John has as well. I have too, actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in particular with the Marvel universe, which is funny because I don't give a shit about the Marvel universe. No. But just seeing how far those effects have fallen has been like yeah. fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all. We'll, we'll get into it. So here's my question: What are some of the most outrageous practical effects you have ever seen being used in a film and some of the worst cgi you've ever seen in a splatter slasher flick love y'all and hope life is treating you well stay evil nasty as fuck and weird my dudes um i feel like we we have to disqualify a couple here okay no bulk <laughs> yeah no bulk no birdemic no birdemic because that would be the go-to's and we can we can't do that well let's think about like cgi on a splatter slasher right yeah um I can't stand when fucking movies like have the blood hit the camera. Yeah. God damn it. Um, there's a movie that I like that you don't love. Yeah. Uh, Lay to Rest. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Which I think does utilize practical and CGI very well for the majority of the movie. Yeah. But there's one kill in particular where they use, I think it's like tire inflating. Yeah. And a guy's head and his eyes like pop. And, uh, and that looks yeah. really rough. 
That was a weird error, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, the, the practical kills in that movie are fucking awesome. I mean, I can give you an example of a movie that has some of the most ridiculous effects in a different way, but when it comes to, like, uses of CG and, like, splatter movies and stuff like that, that's a pretty good example. Um... Like, I, I remember liking Adam Chaplin quite a bit, but I remember Ad, there was a couple of, like... That was actually going to be one of my ones for, like, outrageous gore Yeah, in a, in a movie. I, I remember there being some CG that was a bit sketchy. Well, it. they do a lot of, like... The, they don't green screen it out, necessarily. They just, like, kind of crop out. Yeah. Because I'd recently watched Hotel Inferno. Yeah. And I think they did a better job of integrating the CGI into Adam Chaplin. Yeah. But they'll just do this thing where, like, the actors will be walking, and, the, like, there'll be a guy, like, literally standing behind them, like, pouring blood out from their neck out of a bottle oh really and then like crop the person behind him out so that blood just kind of flows down oh wow which is really cool yeah and looks good most of the time most of the time yeah but like an Adam Chaplin the scene I can think of that it's like you know as far as like just like a standout effect in the movies the very end yeah he's got the dude on the fucking stick like half cut in half he's like there's fire everywhere and he's like (laughs) (laughs) that shit's insane I've got two examples of insane movie movies with insane effects Effects. Uh, I'm gonna go with a, uh, you know, we're big fans of this dude in particular, Marcus Cook's 100 Tears. Oh, dude, the fucking halfway house attack scene. Oh my god, has a couple in it that I, that I think are really good. There's a couple good decapitations. Yeah, but one in particular is he like takes the fucking big ass hatchet thing. Yeah, and like slices a dude and like gets him in his eyes. Yeah, and then he slashes it again, like gets him in the mouth, and like he just like hacks away at this dude's face. Yeah, I remember being like, that's some insane shit, dude. It's <laughs> Doesn't he like smash someone at one point? Yeah, dude. He's just like <laughs> that killed that whole sequence. Like I think that's one problem people have with with Hundred Tears. Yeah, is that opening is so insane and so good that the yeah. does kind of drag. I, I understand, and I can I agree with that to an extent, but I still think the movie's fucking great. Yeah, um, Sweatshop is another one Marcus Cook did that yeah. has some pretty fucking crazy shit in it. Um, Ricky O. Oh my God. Yes. Ricky O, maybe the king of insane effects, in my opinion. The story of Ricky, man. Because they, they come up with ideas for effects I've never even thought of. Yeah. Like, punching entire, like, muscles off people's chest. Like, fucking, like, overcutting a guy through his jaw. Dude. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> that movie's so good, dude. Like, he literally punches people's fucking, like, like flesh off their bodies. Uh, gotta give a shout out to the American Guinea Pig series. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flyers of Flesh and no, Bouquets of Guts and Gore, excuse me. Yeah. Is really good. But there's a fucking scene in Bloodshock. Yeah. That I think is one of the fucking best and cringiest practical effects where they take like the piano wire. Yeah. And they like cut the guy's back open and like oh, use so, the piano wire to like saw through his ribs, so through rough. his back. Yeah. That's gnarly. <laughs> Honestly, I just thought American Guinea Pig series, uh, Song of Solomon has some of the most insane mm. like gore effects I've seen. Like in, where she like breaks her own limbs and shit yeah i was talking about like when uh a uh, fucking uh, jim van bever gets melted oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he gets fucked <laughs> he gets into the shadow realm it's, it's fucking insane there's some crazy shit in debbie dawn talking about fucking like on a roll, oh, yeah. like rips the guy's fucking throat out yeah he's dude. like <laughs> <laughs> Tear his throat. I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm trying to think of more bad effects too, though. <laughs> like CGI. Yeah. Uh, in like slashers. There's a there's another slasher that people really like that I think the killer is really cool. Yeah. But I think the movie's kind of weak, and that's The Hills Run Red. Oh yeah. Where the majority of the kills were all CGI. Oh, uh, it sucks. 
Uh, fucking uh, I'm the movie I love that I know Spooky hates <laughs> Devil's Rejects yeah like the majority of the kills in that movie are CGI yeah there's a, and there's a couple times in particular that you see it and it's like yeah it's rough the knife when he th- she throws the oh, knife oh yeah that's pretty bad that looks bad <laughs> um I, again, I know this probably shouldn't count. And again, don't quote me because it's been forever since I've seen it. I saw this like when I was like 13, I think. Something like, something like that. Fucking Scarecrow Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> is a it's a it's like a scarecrow slasher film and it has some of the worst fucking effects I think I've ever seen. You know a movie that I fucking adore. Yeah, love to death, but the the CGI is aged like dirt. Yeah, is each uh, of the killer. Yeah, but each of the killer still slaps. Oh, so. it's fucking incredible, and the practical effects in that movie are great. Yeah, except for the back, hmm. the back, the back when the uh, the guy gets hung up in the oil. It still looks great, oh man. It still looks great, but it it is a bit odd looking. It is a bit odd looking, but like the scene where like he goes in, and he like kicks, slashes everybody, and the, yeah. the body parts are like flying out the door. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun though. I think it adds like this like element of like it's very cartoony. Yeah, but there's one CGI effect in that actually still like like it doesn't hold up, but it only makes it makes it a little bit better. Yeah, is when Gigi reveals himself. Yeah, and he drops the fucking coat and he's like, dude. <laughs> Like, it looks so bad, but it actually makes it work for some reason. It does. <laughs> also, when uh, Cocky Hart gets punched in the mouth. Oh, yeah. I actually don't, I don't remember that one looking too bad. Mm. But again, I have to rewatch it. Yeah. That's a different, like, that early, if you want any example of, like, bad CGI in a horror movie as far as, like, kills go. Yeah. The early 2000s, man. They relied on it pretty heavily. Yeah. And it really wasn't up to snuff. I remember Machine Girl had some pretty rough, like, it CGI moments. does. But that movie fucks enough to, like, yeah. not even worry about it. Again, it's like uh, Mr. Parker said, when it comes to, like, effects and stuff, like, you can overlook bad CGI and practical if the movie's good enough. If the movie's good, yeah. Like, if you're not liking... If you're like, I don't like this movie because it has bad CGI, you probably didn't like the movie to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> Which I completely agree with that sentiment. Yeah. 100%. So, again, each of the killer has some rough-looking effects nowadays, but the movie's still fucking... is amazing. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Thank you. <laughs> From the grandma's live. And if you want to join the amazing Thomas Jefferson, Yes. And ask us a question as well as these other lovely individuals as well. You can do so by going to sick on sick on cinema at gmail.com. My microphone keeps going. <laughs> sick on cinema at gmail.com. You can drop us a line there, or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are a bi weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image that says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section below. Yes. And I'm going to try to figure out this mic situation during the break because yep. it's really pissing me off. <laughs> I want to use the bathroom. All right. So that's what we're going to do for the break, and we'll be back here on Sick on Cinema. Oh. Oh. <laughs> From another galaxy, from another world, comes the embodiment of fear. What the hell was that? Night Beast, terror from beyond. A high-tech 
from a distant planet. A killing machine with a taste for human flesh. A community abandoned in a code of silence. Wicker never even called the state. They don't even know we have a bad situation here. A love affair. You know, you're a very attractive girl, Lisa. Two people brought together by the urgency of the moment. Two people torn apart by the savage fury of Night Beast. I'm sorry, Jamie. There was nothing that could be done. The most vicious creature to ever span the intergalactic void has come to pay its respects. This is the story of how the little people answer the big questions. See the movie that will change the face of modern science fiction cinema. Night Beast. Terror from beyond. I don't know what we're doing. The rude sandstorm, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Everyone, everyone would be on a lot, like a YouTube comment section, like, "Oh, what song is that?" Mm-hmm. Someone comment below, "Drew Sandstorm." Daru. Drew Sandstorm. Let's go. I remember I got uh, sandstormed on YouTube. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. And I was like, "What is, what is, what is this song? I wonder what this is." And it was like, "Oh, Drew Sandstorm." I was like, "Okay, let me look that up." <laughs> and I got Drew Sandstorm, of course. And I was like, "You know." I'm not even mad. This shit slaps. That shit does slap, yeah. So, anyways, that's yeah. not what we're talking about. No, fuck no, it ain't. We are kicking off the fall season, because we are yes. officially in fall now. It don't feel like it, really. Mm, have you been outside today? The answer yeah. is no. Yeah, I was outside today. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> Shithead, you fucking shitheads. Because <laughs> you go outside right now, it feels pretty good. I can tell you exactly what temperature it is. Hang on. Talk Hang for on. a second. Uh, usually, it's hot as fuck outside. It's 54 degrees right now, Matt. <laughs> we could go out there and record. <laughs> We'd get mosquitoes, though. Well, maybe not. Uh, not as much mosquitoes as maybe fucking uh, They're cicadas. They're shit on my fucking feet today. Oh, God. I was like, get off. I'm at work sometimes and mosquitoes just biting my ass. <laughs> Pissing me off. I remember like, I was like, oh, mosquitoes don't really bother me that much. And then uh, the other day I got fucking lit up by them. I have a slight allergy to them, too. Yeah. It's like when they bite me, the spots are like, <laughs> yeah, they blown up on you. <laughs> like Just my, huge knots. Like mine, like they they, uh, they get a little puffy, but not like that. Yeah. Anyways. I remember you showed me one. It was like a fucking, like, <laughs> almost like a boil on your leg. I was like, God. <laughs> So, we're kicking off the fall season with something truly special and something yes. pretty appropriate Yep. as far as tonally goes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a master of horror that does not get the recognition he deserves. Absolutely. We're talking about the man from Brazil, Jose Mojica Marinus. I think that's how you say his name. Mojica Marinus? Marinus? Marinus. 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 Coffin Joe. Coffin Joe, <laughs> yes. As he's been so lovingly christened by his fans. Yes. We are covering his the the, the trilogy. What, what is called the trilogy? 
Yeah. The three movies that have continuity. <laughs> yeah. It basically is all it is. Because there's plenty of movies that feature the character Coffin Joe. Yeah. But there's only three films that have continuity with each other. That would be At Midnight I Take Your Soul. <laughs> uh, this is not I Possess Your Corpse. <laughs> These are just most metal names ever. An embodiment of evil. evil. So I became familiar with Jose Mojica Mananis, uh Coffin Joe by watching IFC Midnight. Yeah. And uh, one night they played uh, at Midnight I'll Take Your Soul. Yeah. And it came on and I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool, spooky, 30s gothic horror movie. <clears throat> and then some of the shit that happens in me started happening and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's what I think is so cool about Coffin Joe is because he brings like a 60s modern horror mentality to a 30s aesthetic. Yeah. Like these movies feel like they were made in like the Universal Monster era. Oh, absolutely. But they, and he's also very much ahead of his time. Like this man yeah. was a pioneer of underground cinema. Oh, absolutely. And, and boundary pushing. Yeah, he was pushing the boundaries before it was cool. <laughs> For sure. Like, we were talking about this the other day. Like, Night Living Dead hadn't even came out by the time At Midnight I Take Your Soul came out. Well, think about this. Like, Psycho, when did Psycho, when, what year did Psycho come like out? Like, 61, right? Yeah. Uh, again, four, four, four years or so, before At Midnight I'll Take Your Soul came out, they wouldn't even show a damn toilet. Yeah. Right? That was a big deal. Like, holy shit, you almost saw a booby. Yeah, and Coffin <laughs> Joe was like rape, rape, <laughs> murder, and torture. Mutilation. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker was Blasphemy. Going, yeah, tons of that. He's, oh my God, it's insane. So let's go ahead and kick this off with 1964 at midnight. I'll take your soul. I'll take your soul. Which begins, I, I think all, pretty much all three movies start with Coffin Joe kind of giving a soliloquy. Yeah. About life and death and what it means. Or at least what it means to the character. Too. Then we get a cool almost Disney-esque spooky yeah. intro for that one. I think it's really fucking great. It's fun. Then we get a witch who's basically telling us not to watch this movie. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> Run away. Which is, it's funny because you're like, oh, that's so goofy. Yeah. For the time period this was, I'd say. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> this goes crazy. So then we were introduced to our titular character, which is Coffin Joe. Yeah. However, his name in the films are Zeh. Zeh. Z-Z. Zeh, I think. Zeh, I think. But to make things easier, we're just going to call him Coffin Joe. <laughs> yeah. Because they eventually do retcon that in Embodiment of Evil. Yes. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's Coffin Joe. He's Coffin Joe. He's always been Coffin Joe. And you're like, no, he ain't. <laughs> no, no. He's been said that the entire time. But anyway, so Coffin Joe, right? <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into this, someone in the cre- uh, the uh, letterbox page on uh, Embodiment of Evil was like, his name ain't fucking Coffin Joe. We call him Zay in <laughs> the credits. That's funny as hell. <laughs> so, fucking not Coffin Joe. Which I don't know where the name Coffin Joe came from. I probably should have done some research on that. Probably, probably, but I, I don't know, actually. I think it was just one of those things where it was, like, it was just easier just to call him Coffin Joe. Yeah. Then Zeh. And I don't know if subtitled movies were making it over at that time. Well, definitely not, not that time period because, well, you didn't really have anything to watch it on at that time. Like, um, there used to be the skateboarder. His name is Rodrigo Teixeira. Yeah. I think his name was, but nobody knew how to pronounce his last name, so they just called him TX. TX. So it's Rodrigo TX. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so I think that was something similar here. Like yeah. People don't really know how to pronounce his name, so it's just like, hey. Coffin Joe. <laughs> He's a uh, mor- mortician type thing. He's an uh, undertaker. He's an undertaker. And, 
he do, he deals with coffins, and we're going to call him Joe because yeah. Joe's a simple name. Yep. It's stuck. And his name's Jose. Yeah. So simplify that. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so Coffin Joe is an undertaker who, who uh, proceeds over this small village. Yes. And uh, his ultimate goal is to find a woman to bear his child. But not just any woman. It must be the perfect woman. Yes. To bear his child. And he'll basically go to hell and high water to find this woman. Quite literally. Quite literally. So we're pretty. We're just pretty early to the fact that Coffin Joe is a bastard. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking monster. This town is mourning the loss of a loved one. And uh, he's like, I want some lamb. Yep. And his wife is like... That's have- rude. You can't do that. First That's- of all, it's Sunday. Can't do that. Second of all, you know, funeral. Come on now. Yeah. To which he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't care. Goes get some lamb and eats it in the window while the funeral procession is going by. Yep. <laughs> so you're immediately introduced to the fact that, yeah, this guy's not a very good dude. He's a dick. So eventually his quote-unquote friend, Antonio, yeah. and his girlfriend, Lenita, I think? I'm not sure. I'm pretty, I think it was Lenita, because it's Laura in the next one. Yeah. But I think this one's Lenita. Um, okay. Uh, are trying to befriend Coffin Joe, but let's just say he has ulterior motives for the couple. You could say that. <laughs> and you, it, you, all, you say that. it all culminates in a very spooky supernatural, though he denies any existence of supernatural powers, yeah. ending. Um, that's a simplistic sum up of what the movie's about. Yes, there's a lot more to it. These movies essentially just follow Coffin Joe and his exploits. Yeah, him being a complete scumbag. Yeah, the, to the plots everybody. are just a loose tie together of every all the all the moments. Yeah, which is I think works because like first of all, uh, Jose Mojica Manners is like such a fucking charismatic figure as Coffin Joe though yeah. he's a complete bastard you're always captivated by him right like every scene is in your eyes are on him and you pointed out too he wears pitch black clothes yes. and nobody else in the movie does nope so as soon as he steps in that room he immediately pops he, he immediately sticks out like a sore thumb yep um and also something I want to mention too is the it's almost like these movies were shot in like high contrast black and white yeah right like the blacks are so crushed, like they're just, yeah, they're dark, very dark, and I think that adds something to it. it adds like a spooky vibe. Yeah. Um, another thing about this movie too is like it kind of hit me today, like how much this movie just kind of takes place in this bar. Yeah. And like how Coffin Joe will just show up to this bar and was like, God damn it, fuck, fuck, man, Zaz here, damn it. <laughs> not this guy we were having such a good time now he's gonna ruin everything and probably fucking hurt somebody but like this is 1964 right yeah like keep that in mind 1964 like like i said dawn of the dead hadn't happened yet texas chainsaw definitely didn't happen yet not living dead hadn't happened yet. not living dead hadn't happened yet i think it's like not living dead or say dawn of the dead you said dawn i'm gonna say not <laughs> texas chainsaw haven't happened yet last house and left hadn't happened yeah. yet right like of course, Herschel Gordon Lewis have been doing his thing. Yeah, but it's a little different. It is a little different. This film features body mutilation. Yep. Uh, he smacks a man in the face with a crown of thorns. So blasphemy. plenty of blasphemy. Plenty of. It. He's constantly being like, God. <laughs> yeah. Lol. <laughs> He's like, I spit in the face of God. Pretty much. Uh, he like I said, he cuts a guy's fingers off. Body mutilation, insinuated rape. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and it's only insinuated because you don't see it. Yeah. It happens. He rapes her. Yeah. But you just don't see it. Suicide. <sighs> Murder. Eye gouging. Yeah. Like, brutal eye gouging. It's super, like, graphic shit. Yeah, like, 
way, 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 way ahead of his time. Yeah, I don't. It's so it's crazy to think about like sixty four in the movie like this exists. And like I don't know what the impact of this film had like in Brazil. Yeah, I would be very curious. Um, to yeah. hear what that was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because we just like we're not like a history podcast necessarily. We just no. watch the movies and talk about the movies, right? In context of the film, sometimes we'll kind of do research and stuff like that, right? But like, you know, I don't know what the reception was like in Brazil. I can't imagine it was like, oh, this is just fun. I'm sure it was yeah. like, shocking. You know, people were like, what the fuck? You know yeah. I mean? But I, I just think is like, if this was made in America around the same time, people would have been like, this is too much. They'd be like, oh, this is too much. We can't let this go to other theaters. Yeah. I mean, you saw that in the 70s, even. You saw that in the... Uh, you still see shit like that when it comes to movies. Like, not to get, you know, too in detail, but, like, the sadness that came out not too long mm-hmm. ago. People were wanting that to be took down from, like, yeah, Shudder and yeah. shit. I don't know. Like, this movie is just, like, it's so gnarly for its time. Oh, man. my God, yeah. Like, I keep thinking about that. Like, when I was watching it again, I was just like, this movie's brutal. It is as fuck. You know what I mean. Yeah, and Coffin it, Joe is like the ultimate villain. Yeah, he pulls no punches. Like he's just evil, even yeah, though he doesn't even believe evil exists. Yeah, he doesn't believe in good or evil. Yet he's the prime example of what evil is. Mm-hmm. He is a cartoonish villain almost, in the most like fucked way possible. Which you'll see even more of that in the second as one. The, yeah, as time goes on, they only get more and more violent and more brutal. Yeah. <laughs> And you can see by the final, uh, the final one in the series, how far uh, direct. Uh, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got indigestion, guys. Hell yeah! I think I've got stomach ulcers. That's awesome. <laughs> Fucking McDonald's. Got them foamy burps. It's not, it's not even foamy. <laughs> uh, anyway, that Ho- Jose had in mind for the entire oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you definitely get, we'll get that more when we talk about embodiment. But you definitely get that feeling like this was what he wanted. Yeah, he wanted all of this. All along. Yeah, he always wanted to be like this. He wanted to be brutal and nasty and ultra violent. Yeah, it's like, it's just so interesting, too, because, like, you know, like, he's so evil, the character of Coffin Joe. Yeah. And, like, he's like the embodiment of, like, the evil. devil. Yeah, well, yeah. But he's like the devil incarnate almost yeah. you know what I mean yet he doesn't believe in like good and evil he doesn't believe yeah. in like God or the devil he's completely atheist in every aspect of it so he's like he's not even like portrayed as like I worship the devil so I yeah. do all these terrible things it's because he doesn't believe in the devil yeah he's just a bad person well, and I like, think that's almost worse than if it was like he's always fucking been led by Satan you know yeah there's a uh, in, the, in the second one there's a scene in particular that is fucking insane insanely like fucked up even mm. like even now yeah like he has this guy strapped to a table and there's this big like boulder above him and he's like if your god existed i would be there and you'd be over here yeah <laughs> it's like damn his, like you know like when you're watching a foreign film and, you're, and it's subtitled a lot of times it's tough to like gauge acting yeah you can tell bad acting but right. it's hard to tell great acting because you're just not you're not connecting with the language because you yeah. don't you don't speak it exactly. You're having to read what they're saying, so catching the inflections is kind of tough, right? But with with Coffin Joe, like his performances, like I just love watching him just like fucking butt, break open a window and just being like, "Listen, everyone, fuck you." Pretty <laughs> yeah, much, just yeah. giving these like s- these speeches, these manifestos. Yeah, you know? they're so good. Like he's so charismatic, and like his his performance is so fucking great. And when he's finally in danger, he sells that so well. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> <gasps> 
He's got such a good scream. It's so good. And what's so interesting too is like I wonder if like he always had this planned as a franchise. Yeah. Surely not, because the end of this movie is pretty finite. Yeah. Like once it's done, said and done, you're like, oh, okay, that's it. Wait, probably again. I don't know the full history of Coffin Joe. Of course, we uh, we probably should have looked into it. But I'm sure it probably like made pretty good money. He was like, mm. oh shit, we probably should do another probably one. Probably should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love At Midnight Take Your Soul. Yeah, it's fucking great. I think it's such a fucking great movie. It's a, such a good movie. Like, if you're into extreme underground cinema, it's you, the perfect movie to watch around Halloween. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to get the best of both worlds. It's spooky and gothic and creepy mm. and old school feeling, but at the same time carrying over that pretty nasty nihilism oh, yeah. and transgressiveness. And I think even... Uh, uh, a little bit of a segue here. Uh, the second one here, this not I possess your corpse from 1967, is um, probably even more fucked. Oh yeah, it definitely goes a lot further as yeah. far as like the violence goes. Maybe not further because I think the first one's I'd a little. Say so I think the first one's a little gorier. Yeah, but I think the second one is a little more like over the top. Yeah, in its set pieces. Yeah, that and this one has nudity and shit in it yeah. and all kinds of like. This is like the like the original saw almost. It is. Yeah. Yeah. These little like rooms set up. It's like cube before cube. Yeah, yeah. So in this one, Coffin Joe returns even though he died. He definitely died in that first movie. <laughs> he definitely got spooked to death. Sp- spoiler alert. He. He's dead as fuck. <laughs> he gets dead ass. His eyeballs are like bugging out of his head. Which that effect looks really it's good. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really creepy. Like when he comes flopping out, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which, how did they put his eyes back in? Did they even say, or they're just like, wow, he's still alive. Thank God. I think they're just like, oh, he's th- 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 thank God. They're not thinking, God, he's still alive. Well, why'd like, they take oh, him God. to the hospital then? I don't know. <laughs> why'd you not just let this man die? <laughs> Clearly he's, there had to be a sequel, Clearly he's a menace. Clearly he's a menace to society. He's a piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> but they had to make a sequel, John, so they had to figure out a way to bring it back. So once again, his quest to find the perfect woman to bear his child, in particular his son. Yeah. That's what he wants. To, it's the con- uh, the continuity of blood is what he yes. wants. Yes. It's a way to become immortal. Yeah. Is to live through your bloodline because with the son, your name is carried forever. Right. So he kidnaps this group of, I don't know, like what, six, seven women? Uh, something like that, yeah. Quite a few women. Does he kidnap them? Yeah. I mean, how else did he get them there? I thought it was like some. some... Yeah, never mind. He definitely kidnapped He's them. He's like, come on in. For some reason, my brain was like, oh, he had, he like, somehow he had like uses like his aura to attract them in. But that's more of the third one. Yeah, it's the third one. Yeah. Bruno. Bruno. His servant now in this one, who we did not see in the first one. No. This movie's a lot bigger. It's a lot grander. Yeah. You can definitely tell that the bidget. The bidget. The bidget. The bidget. The budget was bigger for this one, for sure. Yeah, now I'll he's got, like, one. servants, and there's, like, this castle, and, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's more antagonists than there was in the first one. Yeah. So he, he brings these women to his uh, castle to put them through a series of tests, a.k.a. tortures. Torture. To see who can be- who is good enough to bear his child. Uh, yes. The tortures include all kinds of things, but one scene in particular that I thought was truly like shocking. Yeah, is uh, he unleashes a herd, and I say I mean herd. Yeah, of tarantulas. <laughs> like this, I have never seen so many tarantulas in one shot outside of like uh, fucking was that a uh, empire? Was it a? Uh, Kingdom of the Spider with William yeah. Shatner. Th- this fucking room is 
filled to the brim with them with tarantulas. This like, how many tarantulas do you think they are in the scene? 60? 70? Something like that? I'd say like 100 probably. There's so many tarantulas. It's fucked up. It's insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this room's my nightmare. It's so fucked up. And like, there's this one girl in particular who doesn't seem to be phased by them. Yeah. And immediately, Joe is like, hmm. Let me smash. Let me smash. So eventually, he... You know, decides that she's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's the one. She's the one. <laughs> hey, so he just does the fucking off the others. Yeah, which he does that, but with snakes. Yeah. Tons of fucking snakes. Snakes just kill the fuck out of him. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It wasn't no Stanley, that's for sure. No. God, don't get me started on Stanley. <laughs> I kind of like Stanley. Maybe kind of pissed me off, but that's not the point. <laughs> that's beside the point. Anyways. But when he goes to make love with her, she begs for him to stop the torture of the women. Yeah. Thus proving that she is indeed not the one. The one. So he actually just lets her go. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's very. I guess at one point he's like, "Oh, you're just gonna let me go? You don't you think I'm gonna call the cops?" He's like, "I don't give a shit." He's like, "I don't care. What do you think? <laughs> I'll beat the cops' asses they show up." What do you want from me? <laughs> Which she totally has done. Yeah. So she goes back to her boyfriend, which is this weird-looking strong man. Yes. I, this movie's weird. This plot is wild. You just kind of have to go with the ride with us on this one. Yeah. This strong man, right? So while they're plotting to take out Coffin Joe. Also, he's a strong man, but isn't he not part of the police force? I think so, yeah. What what the fuck is this town? <laughs> so while they're plotting to take down Coffin Joe... Joe meets a girl named Laura. Laura. Which he quickly discovers that she is the one yeah. to finally carry his bloodline on. But. But. Things happen there. Don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. Uh, but right in the smack dab middle of the movie, we get the most, well, maybe not the most, but one of the most wildest depictions of hell in a hallucination that Joe has that's both figurative and literal. I think it rivals the uh, the one in Jigoku. Jigoku, yeah. Or even, like, the one that you kind of see in uh, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder, yeah. Like, okay, there's just, like, asses sticking out of the wall and they're getting yeah. stabbed and whipped yeah. and like heads getting stabbed and whipped and it's fucking insane like in the it's the one scene in color yeah the only scene in color in this like he he goes to sleep and when he wakes up he's in hell he's he, he's, he's, he's yeah he's in hell it's the most it's definitely the most memorable scene in the movie oh yeah uh because it's so fucking wild and like he's the devil as well, yeah, which, which is, is cool, very, very interesting. Too. Yeah, I think that's kind of like a metaphor as well for the the character Coffin Joe. Yeah, where he is the devil, even though he doesn't believe in the devil. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, it all kind of comes to a head. When will Laura have the child? Will they take down Coffin Joe? Well, all will be unfolded. What I will say. That's one thing. There is a third one. <laughs> there, well, so, yeah, but there, there's a second one, and there shouldn't have been. It's true. This man is Jason Voorhees incarnate. He don't go down. He, you could kill him, but he's coming back in the sequel. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there will be sequels. Um, yeah, this one's fucking insane. Yeah, which we slightly different opinion on this one, just slightly. Yeah, though. very slightly. We both like it. Yes, but you think it's a little too long. A little bit. I feel like with the plot, like the 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 core plot. Yeah. It goes on a little long. Uh, yeah, I will say that I think it's kind of startling when what you think is the plot of the movie, which is him and these girls and him like testing them, yeah. is just done within like 30 minutes. Yeah. And there's still like an, an hour, hour left. Over an hour and 10 minutes left. Yeah. 
that is a bit startling because you're like, well, what's what's next? Like, yeah. where is this going to go from here? But I feel like the beats all hit within such good timing of each other that it never feels boring. It never feels overly long. It doesn't feel like it outstays as welcome to me. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like the ending of this one, without, you know, without spoiling it, of course, is a little anticlimactic, especially with the the hell sequence that happens earlier. Yeah, I can agree with that. But, like, the, the hell sequence, I think, is, I think, one, he just wanted to film a hell sequence. Yes. He wanted to do a scene in color, and he wanted to be bombastic and crazy. And over the oh, top. yeah. But, two, I, I think it's, like, almost like, a, like I said, I think it's almost like a metaphor for the in the film, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, it's foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, he visits hell in his hallucination. He's about and, to be put through his own personal hell. Yeah, and he's about to be put through hell in real life. Right. I, I, I get that, and I do like that idea. But that scene is so good mm-hmm. that I would have been totally okay with that being the ending of the movie. I love it, too, that there's parts of hell that are, like, cold. Yeah. Like, it's, like, snowing in some scenes. Yeah, it's it's a very artistic yeah, it's uh, a very, vision of hell. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. It like, really I, is you can, I think that scene is on YouTube. You can go watch that. Yeah. And I would highly recommend going watching that. At least. If you're not going to watch the whole movie, at least check out that sequence. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's fantastically directed, and, and the set designs and everything are just fucking incredible. Oh. And it's yeah. done in Technicolor, so everything is just vibrant and crazy. Yeah. You see, I didn't realize it was Technicolor, mm-hmm. which I guess I should have assumed. Yeah, well, 60s. It, yeah, 60s uh, color was Technicolor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it looks amazing. It does. It's fantastic. Like, like, the colors will remind you of some of the scenes in Suspiria. Yeah. For sure. But, like, <laughs> the only thing, the problem, I, the one of the biggest problems I have with the movie is, like, and this is a minor spoiler, is how he kind of overcomes his, like, nemesis <laughs> in this film. Yeah. Where essentially they're just like, come out, you rapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they chase him into the fucking quicksand. <laughs> ah! Oh, damn it. We fell for it. It's not even quicksand. It's a swamp. Yeah. They just sink in the bottom of the swamp and they're done. And I was like, well, you know, that could have played <laughs> out a little bit more, but, you know. Easy come, easy go. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Let's see where they beat the shit out of him. It's fucking insane, too. They put him on that fucking boat, that buggy. Yeah. They're just, like, making fun of him and shit. He puts the fuck out of him. He does. Coffee <laughs> <laughs> Joe got a pretty big noggin, too, so that's going to suck. Hey, that's going to hurt. But, yeah, uh, this one is uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite. I think my favorite is the first one. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I agree with everything you're saying about it. I just don't personally feel that way. Yeah. I do think the movie probably is kind of long, but I don't know. I just love this movie so much. Oh, just, yeah. The length just doesn't bother me because I, I just want more Coffin Joe. Oh, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> the more the merrier. Um, but we move on to 2008 i believe uh 2008 yeah yeah so from 64 to what 69 yeah to 2008 no not not 69 64 then 67 67 now 2008 2008 insane yeah that's wild shit man you know what i mean like that's a gap and like i said there are other coffin joe movies yeah but these are the only three that carry continuity with each other. Like one is the Strange World of Coffin Joe. Yeah, it's an anthology series. Awakening the Beast is like this movie where like they're testing LSD, and one of the people hallucinates and it's Coffin Joe. Yeah, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like right. Coffin Joe appears in these movies, but he's not the focal point of the film, and they're not about the Which character I, Coffin I think Joe. There are Coffin Joe movies that are not a part of this. That are maybe maybe like not. It's like he's the sole 
a focus, but I don't think they're like related to this one. No. Yeah, definitely. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are other movies about Coffin Joe, but they have nothing to do with the trilogy. Yeah, they're they're, they're standalone pieces that are maybe different Coffin Joes. Maybe Coffin Joe's internal. Maybe. And there's just different Coffin Joes in different universes. <laughs> like, uh, is this a spoiler? What? Candyman. Wait, I mean, if you ain't seen it by now, Candyman. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of the movie is that every town has its own Candyman. I don't know if that was a spoiler. Or I don't not. think so. I think it's just the plot of the movie. Okay, fair enough. Because <laughs> it's all about the urban legend, right? Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Coffin Joe's a tulpa. He's a tulpa. <laughs> what a fucking horrible tulpa to have. <laughs> but anyways, it's forty years. Yeah. Coffin Joe has been locked away. Except for <laughs> he's been locked away. Except for he wasn't. No. <laughs> he sank into a swamp. That's beside the point. <laughs> they explained it away though. Bones popped up. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he was done. It wasn't his bones, apparently. Huh? Apparently. Uh, yeah. So, 40 years, Coffin <laughs> Joe has been locked away. They killed this motherfucker twice. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they keep killing him. He won't go down. <laughs> First time his eyes bulked out of his head. <laughs> Same time he's bones. <laughs> and they're just like, nah, dude. He's back. See ya. Here you are. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Just come Joe. Back from the grandma's limb. <laughs> so, 40 years, as I said. Yes. This man has been locked away. I guess. Until <laughs> till his psychiatrist, uh, for ungodly reasons we don't know. Yeah. They never really explain why, decides to release him. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, he's he's spent enough time in there. He served his time. He's ready to go back into society. Except for he's clearly not. No. Essentially, when they go get him, he's like, I'm going to do it again. At one point, I think they said he's like killed 50 men in this prison. Yeah, right? Like he's laid waste <laughs> to like 50 men. Yeah. Yeah, let's just let him out. They just let him back into the public. <laughs> what the fuck? And they put him back on the streets. Except for now, he's in modern day Brazil. Modern day Sao Paulo. Yes. Which is really cool because you get the juxtaposition of like this gothically dressed yeah. guy with like modern Brazil, stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. I really it's like really the juxtaposition cool, yeah. a lot. Um, but his quest has remained the same. He's looking for the perfect woman to bear his child. Yes. Now he has Bruno as yep. well as other servants. He has this cult of goth kids. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> from uh, different areas of Brazil. He has WWE's Judgment Day <laughs> with him. And he's looking for the perfect Fuck. woman as he <laughs> as he wreaks havoc on the streets of Sao Paulo. Yes. At the same time, these cops who are pieces of fucking shit because yeah. we were introduced by him killing a kid, two kids. Yeah, they kill kids. And <laughs> I don't know if they're supposed to be the hero or not. I really I conf- doubt it. I'm really confused by that whole like uh, fucking like. I don't setup. know if there is a good guy in this. And it's basically the cops versus Coffin Joe and his minions. And that's embodiment of evil. Yes. Um, <laughs> and this movie fucking rules. Dude, I expected it to be, like, not as bad, of course. Mm. But I expected it to be, like, kind of, eh, they're just trying to, you know, get brownie points. But it, the difference is the guy, Jose, directed it. Yeah, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's been so long since The Last Coffin Joe. Yeah. You know, like, that spark just ain't going to be there no more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how are they going to pull this off? How is it not going to come off silly and cheesy? Right. Well, it's because a lot of ways he leans into that. Yeah. And did play up the silliness of it a little bit. He did. Because he's an older man. He knows that. Yeah. You know, and like he's trying to seduce these beautiful women. And yeah. you get that kind of like, okay, there's something weird here. But then it's just riddled with like <laughs> gruesome gore. Horrific violence. And just crazy, crazy imagery. 
Also, uh, there is some real shit in this. Yes. There is some real um, bo- uh, body stuff. Yeah. Uh, a woman has her mouth sewn shut for real. Yeah, for and real. A, and a guy is suspended for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, you can tell that there's some like body modification people in this who uh, lended their skill sets to yeah. this movie. Which, which we were talking about. I was like, oh, I wonder where he found them. It was like, he, he, they, they probably found him. He didn't find them. They found him. Yeah, like I said, it was like when Jim Van Beber was making the My Sweet Satan. Yeah. Like, oh, you're making the Ricky Casso movie. I want to be a part of Or no, you're making the Manson movie. I want to yeah. be a part of that. Same so, thing here, probably. All these golf kids at this club. Like, Golf and Joe's making a movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I want to be in this. So they're just like, yeah, let's do, uh, let's do our thing. But this movie has some ridiculously violent torture. Yeah. And just some gruesome kills. <laughs> Insane ideas for torture as well. And, like, Golf and Joe's just going around just being a dick. A piece of fucking garbage. And, and I'm here for it, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's times where I'm definitely rooting for Coffin Joe. It does have Devil's Reject Syndrome. It does, because it's like these cops are just as equally, if not worse, pieces of shit than yeah. he is. So like at times you are pulling for Coffin Joe to succeed. When you shouldn't be. No, he's a, he's a rapist. <laughs> he's a rapist. <laughs> Come on out here, you rapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but I don't know I really like this movie a lot like I did not expect to like it as much as I did yeah it's fucking really fun it's really 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 fun like it's just a good movie again uh, we've been watching a lot of these movies together recently and I had a fucking blast with this one yeah like I don't know man like it just like it breezes by yeah it doesn't feel long no it's constantly going there's constant crazy shit happening it keeps People a dying. great pace Coffin Joe is fucking unbeatable in this one too yeah. which is funny yeah he constantly has the drop on everybody <laughs> he constantly fucks people over too there's another weird hallucination scene, uh, scene in this movie as well there's a couple where he's like in hell again basically or yeah. purgatory this time maybe kind of looks like the fucking uh, realm from uh, Phantasm yeah you know the purgatory from Phantasm it also kind of looks like the desert from uh, Exorcist and it like pays homage uh, and like really like leans into the old Coffin Joes as well because yeah. he has these hallucinations of his past and he's literally tortured by the ghosts of his past yeah I think it's a really cool way of incorporating those those uh um incorporating those uh earlier movies into this yeah it's like you know like his past is coming to get him it's about to catch up with him yeah and he has to complete his mission before it does almost yeah but the cool thing is is like these ghosts and his like hallucinations are black and white yeah high contrast black and white yeah they uh people are painted that way yeah it's really fucking cool it's so sick it, it's it's a fucking fantastic movie yeah I really really enjoyed it and the fucking ending is great Oh, chef's kiss on yep. the whole franchise. Yep. Uh, and I told you the uh, earlier today, I was like, there's not a single movie in the series, of the three, the trilogy, we're just yeah. talking about the trilogy, that I think is weaker than the other. Right. Like, to me, this is like the perfect trilogy. Like, I, I don't think, like, um, like, I don't think any of them are necessarily better, like, quality-wise than the others, but, like, I definitely have my personal, like, favorite. See, I don't this week. I don't have yeah. a favorite or a least favorite. To me, like, they just, they're perfect, and they all go together perfectly. Right. They all fit the pieces perfectly, and, and I don't know, like, it, you know, Jose has passed away. Unfortunately, In yeah. 2020, he, we lost Jose. Uh, and, you know, 
he he gets his due a little bit, right? But not enough, man. This guy's a pioneer, especially within our community. Yeah, he he's a pioneer of horror cinema. He's a master of horror. Mm-hmm. He should be recognized more so. Than Absolutely. he is, you know. Coffin Joe should be one of those like icons of horror. Oh yeah. Like when you see the t shirts that have like, you know, Freddy and Jason and yeah. those, Coffin Joe should be standing right there with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. He he's uh he's an icon for sure. I I mean, I do feel like that that may be a thing in Brazil. I don't know. Could be, yeah. I don't I mean I don't know, but like, you know, I think this dude needs to be He needs his flowers. For sure. Like he's fucking incredible. Oh, absolutely. Um, phenomenal fucking shit. With these yeah, movies. man. Uh, yeah, Coffin Joe trilogy is is fan fucking fantastic. It's it's so fun to watch, and they're pretty easy to watch too. And it's the great way to kick off this season, man. Oh yeah, because like I said, they have that feel. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're watching a Universal monster movie, but instead it's got <laughs> rape and violence in it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is that where we're wrapping this thing up, John? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, to close it all out, that I fucking love this trilogy. Oh, yeah. And that uh, if you've not ever seen it, then I highly recommend going and picking them up from either Synapse or holding out for the Arrow release. Yeah. If it's ever going to happen, who knows? Who knows? I just know that uh, Elijah Wood is currently apparently working on a reboot of Coffin Joe, which I just don't know how you do that without him. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he is that character to me. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's replaceable, and I don't think Eli, I don't think Eli would would want to replace him at all. I think this is just gonna be a new version of yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I fucking adore these movies. Oh yeah, you know, put them in the horror hall of fame. Mm-hmm. If absolute, they are absolute classics. If they're not there already, they should be. More than likely, one day this man will be tattooed on my body. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Ever since the first time I ever saw him at Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul, I fell in love with his franchise, mm-hmm. and he's just become one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, he's a uh, fucking legend, and he deserves the uh, the praise that uh, should be coming his way. It's like <laughs> that Drake meme to me. Yeah. Freddy. Chucky. Coffin Joe. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, there, that's Let's nice. fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I love Coffin Joe. <laughs> yeah. This shit's great. Yep. So, I guess that's it for the Coffin Joe trilogy. Yes. I fucking, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I enjoy talking about those. So, what are we, what's what's next up on the itinerary here, We John? got a pretty big episode coming up. Yes. Uh, barring anything changing. Yeah. And scheduling things falling apart, which, you know, you never know. Because life's a motherfucker. Yeah. Life's constantly ready to kick you in the balls. <laughs> Way too often. We are going to be having our first October special. Yes. And we'll be having a guest on. Yes, we will. If uh, you haven't seen this already, mm-hmm. uh, we will be having Herschel Gillis of Shock, Shock and, and Schlock. Banana Box releasing. And uh, we're going to be getting a little nasty. Yeah. The man behind the totally twatted series of mixtapes, as well as Banana Box releasing, and a true scholar of Japanese pornography (laughs) is going to be coming on, and we're going to be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly about JAVs, a.k.a. Japanese adult videos. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the weirds, the weird, goofy shit, and the real dark, and... uh, Possibly illegal shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> possibly, uh, you know, shit that was not okay to make at all. Talking about, is there a possible Yakuza involvement? Yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> That's for true. Um, is Are there... all these movies full of consent? 
Maybe no. <laughs> Maybe some of them are not. Yeah. But that's for Herschel Gillis to come on and talk about. We're also going to talk about Shock and Clock, of course, oh, Banana yeah. Box, and Totally Twatted, and all that as well. But yeah, the main topic of the episode is going to be Japanese pornography. And I, I think I know what we're going to be doing as our next just uh, normal episode, though. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a good way to uh, get everything going with October as well. Can we go ahead and announce that, or should we wait? Go right ahead. Olaf Ittenbach. <laughs> yeah, we're the going master to be, of German splatter. Yeah, German splatter. We're going to be doing uh, uh, some of his voices. I can't remember what all they are. I think it's Black Past, uh, Burning Moon, and Premutus. Oh fuck! Yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, so from Japanese porn to German gore, yeah, that's your Halloween special, yeah. if you will. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be. It's been good. Yeah. So. Can't wait. Yeah. I guess it's. I guess that's all. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. This is a fun episode. Yes, yeah, this was a fun episode except for the entire time. I, the entire time I've been in horrific pain because my stomach is killing me. That's awesome. I hope I don't have ulcers. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what is fucking wrong with me right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you guys find out I'm in the hospital, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> you are going to be taking a trip. Yeah, I'm going to be taking a trip. Luckily, this time it doesn't affect the episode. I like it did that one year. Well, you know. <laughs> we were literally like prepping for an episode. We're like, oh, wait. Shit. He ain't going to be here. <laughs> I, I got it in, though. Yeah, we got it in. I watched it while I was there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We appreciate each and every single one of you all, as always. Oh, of course. Um, shout out. Everybody. Everybody. It everybody. gets harder and harder every week to yeah. remember. But like Severed Cinema, of course. Yes. The Bible. The Morbid Horror Podcast. Brennan Terry. Uh, fucking Cinema's Underbelly. Jonathan yep. Doe. Uh, Murderbilly Show and Tell. Mm-hmm. Uneasy, uh, Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club. Cult Collectibles, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spooky Celluloid, of, of course. Boys. Stephen Bloodworth. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Quality Violent Cinema. They're cool. Was it Joan, Joan Bro? Joan? Joan? Oh. <laughs> the Bones and Bruise guys. They have another yes. podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Underground Sabrosa. Shout out to, uh, shout out to them. Shouts out. Shout, shout out to Unboxed Washing Reviews. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shout out. Get your cock out. Get your cock out. Yeah. Did you get Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah shout, shout, shout out, my motherfucking gang. Dead Vision Productions. Like yes. I said, there's still copies of the Gainesville Ripper. Go grab it. What yes. are you doing? Why are you waiting? It's a wild fucking movie. Stop waiting. Yeah. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> get some McDonald's. McDonald's. I need to get help. Mr. Parker. Yes. Can't forget Mr. Parker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We loving Mr. Parker for a while. I'm not laughing at Mr. Parker. I'm laughing at. I was like, I need help, and you're just like, Oh, Mr. Parker. <laughs> Mr. Parker can help you. Yes, uh, he has uh, <laughs> furthered my uh, addiction into Dude. buying movies. It ain't no joke, man. That man talks about a movie and immediately goes to my list. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It is fun. It's fun to hunt this out, especially in the wild. Grindhouse video. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. We love Grindhouse. We went this week. Yeah, we did. Picked up old man movie. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we picked that up. 
Yeah. Unearthed films. Yeah. Unearthed films. Could we go get an old man movie though we haven't seen it? Yeah. I hear it's great. Yeah, I've heard nothing but positive things. So. And if you want to grab a copy of Born to Lose, Volume 1, and soon to be Volume 2, Born to Lose, Volume 2. Hit up Banana Box Releasing yes. on Instagram. And if you want a copy of this fanzine that's sitting right next to me, yes. I'm holding it in my hands. We're gonna we're not going to be closing it off. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm not, no. We're not closing off submissions or anything like that. It may take longer after the original uh, pressings here. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, within this week, Yeah. you definitely want to message us. Yeah. And be like, hey, yo. I want, I want a copy. I want that, yeah. So we can add your name to the list. Yep. So that then within that week, hopefully. Hopefully. If everything goes well, we can get back a hold of you, get your address, and ship it out to you. After hey. that, it'll take a little longer if you want a copy. Yes. Because <laughs> we've got so many printed and ready to go. Once those are sent out, it, the second pressing is going to be a little yeah. later. <laughs> what, I, what I'll say... And they won't be signed. This first pressing that we got right here, how many we got? How many we got pressed? We got uh, 20... 20 press. They're all signed. Yes. After that 20, they're not going to be signed. Incentive. That's what we call incentive in this business, man. Incentive. Make them want it. Make them want it. So if you want our stupid signature that means nothing and is worth (laughs) jack shit. It's not worth a fucking piece of toilet paper (laughs) wiping your ass. On a fanzine that don't mean a goddamn thing. (laughs) That's for true. Send us a message. Send us a message. (laughs) Let us know Um, you want a coffee. They're free. Again, I apologize for... Uh, these not being sent out like uh, you know, as of them being fucking made. Yeah. Uh, chaos has oh, ensued yeah. recently. Yeah, it's been a rough couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, lost lost a, a pet. We did. Yes. And it was very upsetting. That sucked. Yes. Uh, hospital visits to family members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a hell of a hell of a week. Yeah, it's been a hell of a time. But hell like a couple said, weeks. To make to make everything clear. Yeah. What I'm talking about, because I ramble too much. Yeah. If you want a copy, <laughs> if you want to be one of the first 20 people, which we've got what, how many claimed already? Uh, Like 13. 13, 14, something yeah. like that. If you want to be one of the first 20 people, all you got to do, send us a DM on Instagram. Yep. Saying, I want that. I want that. Send me a copy. Mm-hmm. Your name will be added to the list. Also, to the people who who already asked for them, you know who you are. We'll be getting a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting a hold of you. Or if you want to get a hold of us and where to send that shit, uh, go ahead. Yeah. You can also email us, sickoncinema.gmail.com. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Like I said, all you got to do is just be like, hey, I want a copy. Yeah. And we'll add your name to the list. And once it comes time to uh, mail them out, we'll get back a hold of you. We'll get your address. We'll put them in the mail. They'll be heading your way. And like I said, the first 20 copies will be signed. Yes. But. that's it. That is it. Herschel Gillis next episode. Yes. Talking nasty. Japanese uh, porn. Nasty Japanese porn. Hell yeah. Because he is uh, the godfather of <laughs> <laughs> he, He's the guru. He's the guru of Garo. <laughs> the, the, the king of vomit. Sick on Cinema gets Garo gang affiliated. Let's go. I mean, as if we weren't already, because we've got shit on his label. That's true. I'm going to start the episode like, where my motherfucking gang at? Where my motherfucking gang at? <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. My brother, Justice Payne. <laughs> Shout out. Date Hatred. Free 2-6. On <laughs> my homies in Eastern Block. Eastern Block. 
Hell yeah. The man, the, the king, king, the, the god of the, this shit. The fucking god of this shit. Herschel Gillis. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're welcome. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We should just stop. Yeah, we need to shut up. <laughs> Thank you all for listening as always. We greatly appreciate each and every yes. single one of you for sticking around and listening to our dumbasses talk about stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. And do it terribly. Yeah, because we're horrible at uh, everything. We're, we're terrible at talking, really. Yeah, I'm we stumble over words like crazy. I've been trying to record audio for stuff recently and. Uh, He's like, my open mem? <laughs> Dude, I can't fucking read. <laughs> I'm horrible. Well. Anyways, I'm John. I'm bad. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side, side of, of film. Sick on <clears throat> cinema. Now I'm going to go get some cock. Shit, I mean cock. I mean cock. I mean cock. I mean cock. <laughs> Damn.